Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Of a runaway train just to feel alive again. Welcome to the Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by my Ice Bucket Challenge nominees. (laughs) 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 Ian Bruce, Patrick Kay, and Adam Scott. Hello. You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. Right, well, before we get to the VR stuff, I just wanted to mention the fact that Amazon bought Twitch, which I found really odd because um, there were rumours going around for ages that Google was going to buy it. Um, There was a rumour first started in May, Variety reported that Google were going to buy it. And then then, uh, VentureBeat reported in July that the deal was confirmed and then um yeah on the 25th of this month of last month sorry august um kotaku reported that amazon had actually bought twitch for 970 million dollars in cash which uh i don't know i just it was quite surprising and that's been confirmed by other people and stuff hasn't it yeah Yep. I think it's pretty good news. It means YouTube may finally have a competitor. Yeah, absolutely. If Google had got Which, it, we, uh, it would be a, just is a, good thing. a different streaming version of YouTube, surely. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure they'll probably just create their own thing, won't they, if they haven't already, or buy Who, something else like it? Google, Google, virtually, Google virtually, a, a streaming technology. Uh, I suppose. YouTube, you can stream to YouTube. So you can just do it then. So what is it then? It's just the fact that Twitch seems to be the standard for like a lot of um, gaming platforms to use. Because like, on PlayStation, you can stream to Twitch. Uh, on my NVIDIA card, I can stream to Twitch. Have they just sort of done those deals then, I suppose, to sort of get that sort of... I guess of... so. Twitch need to yeah. make those deals, don't they? YouTube kind of doesn't. Yeah. Or Twitch did need to make those deals. I'm not sure it does now. Amazon have a few bucks. Yeah, it definitely looks like Amazon are sort of uh, making up for the fact that they don't have a thing like this, whereas, you know, Google probably don't need this as much, I wouldn't have thought. So, It'll be interesting to no. see what they do. Amazon have done a great job with their Prime TV service. I really enjoy that. There's some good shit on there. Um, yeah. And I think a lot so. of people were sceptical of that, perhaps. Um, maybe they can do some good stuff with Twitch. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. I, I, I don't. I don't twitch much, um, but uh, I think it would be, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm kind of ambivalent to the whole thing, really. It's like, well, 
one of these mega corporation by and large type entities is uh, is buying Twitch. So whoever it is, just don't screw it up. That's all I'm going to ask for. For those people, those millions of people that love Twitching <laughs> and Twitching regularly. <laughs> uh, one thing's for sure. Bilotti I'm sure it won't be... There uh, we go. <laughs> one thing's for sure. Um, I think it's going to probably be quite easy to buy whatever game you're looking at on Twitch from now on. Probably. But will it be as cheap as Steam? <laughs> uh, yeah, I doubt it. Okay, uh, so over to you then, Patrick. Um, yeah. Today Today was pretty, pretty uh, massive, actually. Um, so I was watching the, the, the Samsung conference earlier. There was a live conference for the new uh, Galaxy, Galaxy Note 4. Um, but the, 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 the big, big part of it, which was a bit of a surprise, was they actually un- unveiled the whole uh, VR side of, of, of the new Samsung phones um, with the VR gear, which is their basically their more sophisticated version of Google Cardboard, a, a hard-mounted uh, VR uh, phone adapter. Um, looks really, really cool. There's, um, there's been a few announcements for games that are coming out for it as well already, but essentially um, this one's got a controller on the side. It's got like a little touch uh, pad and you can you can tap that to select things. It's also got a back button like the Android, um, the phone the phones do. Um, it basically you slot it in and it joins up to the uh, the mini USB connector and the the device is actually powered by the 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 headset. It's got sub um, twenty millisecond latency, which is incredibly impressive. Um, it's um, it do- obviously doesn't have positional tracking like the the, the Rift does. Um, it's rot- as far as I'm aware, it's ro- just rotational uh, tracking. Um, although it does have uh, a much higher resolution screen than the um, than the Rift DK2. It's actually uh, Quad HD. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, MLED. Pat. Pat, yeah. just for because uh, I'm I'm quite late to the VR party and a lot of this stuff I'm trying to catch up on. Could you just clarify the difference between positional and rotational tracking? Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, so rotational tracking is what the DK one had. It meant that you could turn your your head um, all the way around and up and down, uh, and it would track that. But it wouldn't right. track anything if you leant forward or back, or you sort of leant to the left or right. But oh, the DK two's okay. positional tracking camera allows you so to do that. Like, it means you can. It's like one plane of movement versus all of the planes of movement. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's uh, it's okay. uh, it means you can lean around corners and you can duck behind crates, awesome. Um, which you couldn't do okay. with the first one. But yeah, right. th- th- it doesn't seem that it's going to have that function built into the 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 the, uh, the VR gear. Um, but yeah, there's some some games have been announced for it already, which is really cool. There's Proton Pulse, which was really early uh, DK1 demo. Um, it's essentially um, Arkanoid, if you remember that the early arcade game with the the, the Brick busting one where you bounce a ball up and you oh, destroy yeah, yeah. the ball, except you do it with your face. It's 3D. You, the, you move your head around and you catch the ball and you basically headbutt it back at this brick wall. It's That's really cool. Amazing. It's, it's very very cyberpunk. Loads of like bright lights and pumping like techno tunes and stuff. And yeah, it's really really cool sort of arcade experience. Uh, and the other one's Dread Halls as well, which is amazing. I'm really glad they they they've decided to put this on. Um, Dread Halls um, was, is the, the terrifying horror game where you're basically walking around a dungeon uh, and you have these various enemies that are essentially stalking you. Um, I, I, I found it really t- 
terrifying. And interesting enough, because um, I was so interested in how much that game that scared the crap out of me when I first played it. Uh, I, I tried experimenting with like really low resolutions to see if the, the effect was any different and you really had to nerf it down to like spectrum levels of <laughs> pixelization and, and before it really stopped, stopped getting, stopped being that scary, which is, which is really interesting. So it's, um, that, I did that because I was interested in, in how easily you could kind of translate that to, to mobile. I'm just going to write that down, that little and, tip. Uh, yeah, so basically, I think it's going to be just as fucking scary on a, oh, on a phone. Um, uh, another one is uh, Darknet, which is another Oculus Rift game, um, which is another really cool kind of cyberpunk arcade uh, puzzle game um, where you're essentially um, inside a computer trying to stop a, a, a hacking attempt. Or you, you kind of use all these kind of weird viruses and stuff, and it's, it's like a very visual but quite, I guess, simple and... Um, arcadey looking game but yeah that's uh, that's going to be moved on to it as well but yeah um they've, they've also uh, interestingly they're they're, they're basically going to have low persistence um technology with the screen as well which is what the dk2 has and it's what essentially differentiates the the experience with um, um these oled screens um versus the lcds which were very very smeary when you moved your head around on like on things like the oculus rift dk1 um, and the DK2 obviously stops that with its low persistence screen. It basically stops smearing and blurring as you move your head around. So really cool that they're going to be they're going to be um, attaching that uh, technology to the the mobile side of it as well. So that was really really cool. Um, so yeah, like very 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 exciting day for mobile VR. Um, it looks like it's it's it seems very very likely that this thing is going to actually be the first consumer VR platform, essentially. It seems it's going to be out before the Oculus Rift. Um, have so, they, yeah, have they announced a release date? The developer kits are coming out this month, but no, they haven't released. They haven't announced a release date yet. Um, the, okay. I think the previous two Galaxy phones actually launched the same month um, as, uh, as they were announced, which I think were both September as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I guess that may not be the case for these ones. Uh, but th- there's also some um, some included software which is apparently uh, in beta uh, stage at the moment, um, which is made by Oculus. Um, interesting enough, actually, it, the, the prototype that's been been shown actually even has the Oculus logo on the outside as well as the Samsung logo, which I was kind of surprised about as well. <coughs> even though I knew that you know there was the SD- SDK trade for the screen deal and stuff but yeah it's um it's interesting that they they seem to be pushing them as like a, a major partner and, a, and it's like a, a, a visual one so basically there's a store oh yeah um there's the samsung store is there's an oculus riff logo up there um and yeah you've got um access to vr games uh, and vr uh, like the cinematic experiences so there's you can actually watch films as like a, a huge imax screen um, or there's also a way of view- viewing um, video in a kind of um, 360 and images in 360 format, which are obviously things which have to be content, which needs to be specially made. But Can I ask a question about all that? Um, yeah. <laughs> you've, you've said before that when, uh, when you're in a VR um, environment and the game takes control of the camera away from you like it plays a third party cutscene or something mm-hmm. then you're quite prone to or, or people in general are quite prone to VR sickness when that kind of yeah. stuff happens is that 
the wrench from being in control to not being in control that causes that or is this this or is it just the fact that you are not in the center of the visual thing because you were just talking about there like an imax type movie thing Hmm. and i'm wondering is that just like having if you start the whole thing as watching a movie instead of being in and then being out of the movie if you know what i mean Hmm. um is there is there a prominence to sickness for people watching stuff on a head mounted display or is it just like watching tv that you carry around with you everywhere no i mean the, the 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 virtual imax stuff um it that's one of probably one of the the least likely things to make you feel sick, okay? Because um, you're you're generally just going to be staring stationary at, at, mm. at a massive screen. But it basically, if you imagine, it's kind of projected it onto a a virtual wall. So I like I've been watching films like the, this this whole week on a um, on a, a new VR viewer, and it's um it it's basically like I sit on my couch, I put this thing on, and there's an IMAX screen on where one of my walls was previously and if you know if i look if i turn all the way around i can't see it but if i'm looking straight ahead it it, this just stays right ahead of me um but the 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 kind of the the 360 video stuff that's that's different that needs to be made with special camera arrangements and um that's you know that's a a particular format made for viewing in vr and um yeah, that's a, that's that's a, another part of it as well. That's kind of separate to the, the VR cinema. That app that you're talking about. Um, yeah. I watched a movie last night. Yeah. Uh, but I'd set it to wrap it all the way around my head. Oh right, yeah. So I could look over here, and there was somebody talking, and then somebody sure. would talk over here, and I'd have to look over here, and it was pretty cool. Um, it, the gra- gravity was the movie, so I guess that's kind of set up for that kind of thing. This one um, of the ones I watched it as well. <coughs> but I, but it, I, it, it was like you were standing in a in a room and there was a screen all the way around you. Yeah. So I was just static, and when I looked around, when I looked left and right, the movie was playing on this massive screen, this wraparound screen. Um, well, I really enjoyed that. It was good. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's called Live View Rift. This this program. Um, I I I didn't really use it, so I I, I tried it with the, the kind of wraparound thing, and I, I it felt a little bit uncomfortable. I think just because you you know having to move around to watch yeah. what would normally be projected into a, a, into a window in front of you. Uh, but having it as like the massive IMAX screen, uh, which like I have it just so it just reaches just outside my field of view. Um, and the, it's, yeah, it's awesome. I watched like Return of the Jedi on it. Um, uh, sorry, uh, Empire Strikes Back on it. I watched uh, The Animatrix and it's, it's wicked. And, it, and stuff like that can be done on a, on a, on a smaller scale on a mobile device. Doesn't it really warp the image, though, when you're doing that? No, no not at all. It's just like there's a giant screen that's just yeah. wrapped if around. If you wrap it around you, yes, it, it does. It, that's exactly what it does. It, it, it actually gives you a kind of a, a virtual sort of, uh, co- sort of concave surface that's kind of wrapped all the way around you. Yeah. I can't Isn't it even... like when you're, at the front, at, when you're at the cinema, though, and you're uh, like in the front row and you're kind of craning your neck around a bit. little bit yeah but not yeah. in not in the normal mode the normal kind of vr video mode which most of these apps use which is where it's projected as a screen in front of you just just as you would normally view a screen i can't but imagine you... it as like when we used to play quake 2 and and put it the field of view to like 160 oh, or no, something. No. it's, it's <laughs> not it's, it's not, not quite like that. like that no it's 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 it, like the only way I can describe it to you is, is it's like having an IMAX screen in your living room. Okay. That is that is that is virtually what it is. Okay. Um, 
the only limitation at the moment is that the, the resolution isn't quite high enough for it to be perfect but that is literally the only thing that stops it feeling like you are sitting in front of a massive cinema screen so to go back to this thing about samsung uh do you think that we're gonna see more other manufacturers developing rift compatible devices or is it just because of the close relationship that they have with samsung well they have a pretty big advantage by having um, access to the sdk basically the the software work being done by john carmack is a, a, a pretty big bonus and you know oculus essentially have the the best vr engineers on the planet so to that is a, a pretty huge advantage over say apple who who I would be very surprised if they aren't actually working on VR stuff, but haven't haven't actually suggested or alluded to that in any way yet. They they would be massively playing catch up, um, but there, yeah, I can imagine it happening definitely. I can definitely imagine in a couple of years' time Apple coming out with another one and whoever else. Um, but yeah, I, I I definitely see other people following suit. But it looks like this is going to be very quick. It looks like it's going to be quite quite soon. I have one last question about this. Um, you mentioned it was demonstrated with the the new Note Four phones and yeah. the mini tablets and stuff. Is is the power and the brains for this mainly in the HMD, or is it, or is it sort of like semi in the phone as well? You have to have a phone. I think there's some with... there's some parts in the phone I believe to do with the tr- the, the tracking, although I'm, I'm not totally sure about that. Um, which, yeah, take the power of the phone and basically give it a, a kind of extended um, functionality. Certainly things like the, the controller and stuff are, are, right. are you know, being powered by the, yeah. the headset. Um, but the, the cool thing about it is there's no wires. It's, it's wire-free VR. You can sit in your living room chair. You can use it on the bus. You can, you can use it anywhere, and you're not going to be tangled up in wires, and you can, you know, have a complete kind of... 360 cinematic experience um, anywhere. That's, well, that's, that's kind of that's the thing. But is it? You think this is more geared towards the more cinematic end of the VR spectrum rather than the interactive? I, I definitely think that Samsung are uh, are not going to go for the kind of full, you know, gaming focus. They yeah. are going to go for a more broader media, and that is exactly what this VR cinema thing is. Right. I mean, there is. Uh, it's it's hard to kind of um it's yeah it, it's definitely going to be a huge part of it i'm sure of that and i i think when you you're going to see a lot more kind of um you know kind of video um based apps i think you know kind of vr experiences in video form rather than f- very um cpu intensive games which obviously the smartphones can't can't run as well isn't it I don't want to use the word just, but isn't it going to be like mobile gaming? Mobile VR is going to be a slightly trimmed down, hmm. still very entertaining, and a lot of people will suck it up, I'm sure. But it'll hmm. it'll be that I think it will be that comparison. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It'll be smaller um, versions of things you can get elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. It, um, it's it, the um, it, it's definitely going to be um, kind of stripped down experiences graphically. Um, but like I, like I was saying earlier, like the a lot of the things which work in VR at, at high resolutions still work when you when you bring them down to low resolutions. 
Uh, and I, I think that will be the same for, with, you know, kind of bringing those textures and things down for things like, um, um, you know, Dread Halls, for example. I, I'm still, like I said before, I'm still convinced that it's going to be utterly terrifying, regardless of the fact that it's got lower textures and uh, and doesn't have the, the positional tracking that the DK2 does. I still think it's going to work because it's going to be VR. Do you think we'll have people standing on a train with their Samsung VR helmet on screaming like a girl because they've something's just jumped out at them, out at them in Dreadhalls? Do you think there'll ever be a stage where people will be doing that with VR? I think the amount, from the amount of people who are already uploading videos of themselves doing it and their friends doing it in, in their own homes, I think it's probably very likely, yeah. Okay. Cool. But that's in their own homes, though. They're not going to be doing that waiting for a train, surely. I don't think you're going to do a horror experience waiting for a train. You might watch, watch a film or a TV show. It's though. only a matter of time. Someone's so, I mean, got to. Like, someone's going to have to say, "My balls are big enough to do this." Oh yeah, absolutely. People will do it. Um, but yeah, you're you're more likely to see people say watching films or watching TV. I mean, think about how much TV shows you watch. You could be doing that on your your train journey to work, but instead of watching the TV at home, you can watch it on a massive IMAX. Screen. I know it's been mentioned before, There's but I'd be terrified about people, people helping themselves to my stuff while I was immersed. <laughs> Yeah. are on the yeah. train I'd be sitting Although there with I, my bag I, I, clutched close to my breast well, as I... keep your flies done up and you'll be alright <laughs> although I'd say that is probably going to be the most expensive thing on me if that's the thing I'm using on the yeah, train yeah that's right um, but you won't be able to see someone about to rip it off your face <laughs> no, I'm this telling is you true. people are going to wear it and they're going to be like steamrolled on trains just for hit stations <laughs> and then you'd be so disorientated you get like VR to reality <laughs> shock and then you'd be all on the floor like throwing your guts up and everything it's going to happen it'll happen <laughs> I, you you will see people doing it. I guarantee you. I guess we must move on. But, um, you mentioned John Carmack earlier, and he had a few things to say, didn't he? Earlier, well, over the last few weeks. Uh, well, you mean he, he had a tweet about uh, VR being ninety FPS next year? Yeah, that yeah. well, that was one of them. Yeah, yeah, so, it's, um, yeah. It's um, it's obviously that's the direction they're going, and um, there's. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, that's something you're going to have to k- kind of, kind of deal with, really. If you if you if you want to be doing VR when it when it first come out, you are going to have to get the gear for it, and you know, that's like everything else. It's kind of to be expected, really. Um, but so, but surely no, the, the developers should be sorting that out. You can't <clears> keep <throat> rank, ramping up the system specs if they want this to be a a a, a feasible commercial product you know like no no but um moore's law kind of ramps up the system specs as well but you they there is there is things going on in the software side um like there's things that could be out further down the line things like foveated rendering which would be you know enabled by eye tracking um that's probably not something that's going to happen in the the first rift I, I, i wouldn't have thought so anyway uh, um, but you know, there's 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 other there's other kind of workarounds which can you know reduce the the latency. But yeah, I mean that is going to be something that people have to deal with when you know when you when you pick up a new technology when you pick up the you know the the kind of higher highest end version of a new technology, which is what the Rift is obviously going to be. You are going to have to pay out a little for that. I mean, the Rift <laughs> itself isn't isn't generally that expensive obviously the gear design that you're going to need to run it is going to be pretty expensive if you want to do that high-end stuff which is obviously what you 
what you you would be choosing the PC as the platform to do that. If you were happy to do the kind of more arcadey, stripped down uh, mobile stuff, then you know you've got a, a, a cheaper alternative. But um, it's like that with everything. I mean, when TV yeah. first came out, the, there were thousands of pounds. Um, you, you know, it, you, you'd be using you know a, a lot of your your wages to go on something that was that was brand new and hadn't proven itself yet and um uh, but but was obviously a, a very disruptive technology same with with anything else um it happens consumers do it you 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 have you either wait or you 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 jump on board at the start but i it's i'd never think these things are, are kind of you know sort of detrimental to the success of a platform they are just kind of what you have to deal with when, they, when, when new things like this launch. We know that, I mean, you've said that 75 FPS is a, is a huge improvement over what you've had. I mean, mm. th- just because 90 FPS might be the target doesn't mean that you have to achieve 90 FPS to have a good um, VR experience, does it? I mean... Mm. Well, this is the thing. You, with the DK2, you have to have 75 FPS if yeah. you want to run low, position, uh, um, low persistence. So if you want to eliminate blurring, that, that is how you do it. Um, but as, as I've said tons and tons of times before, it doesn't really matter so much um, if you have to bring down, you know, the kind of the texture resolution or, mm. you know, bring down the details and the, the, the bells and whistles of, of the game because what you, what you lose by, by bringing that down, you gain so much more by it just simply being in VR versus being on a, on a monitor. So, yeah, like... You will need to have a decent card when it comes out. You're, you're going to have to buy something fairly new. Um, knowing what it's like to try and run stuff, or at least high-end stuff like DCS, War Thunder, uh, Elite Dangerous in 75 FPS now, um, it, it does take a, a bit of a, a like a, a, a grunt of a PC. But um, at, at the same stretch, there's tons of things that you can run without anywhere near as, as good uh, hardware yeah. yeah as long as you bring down you know you bring down the bells and whistles and uh, you... exactly and like most things over time that will be yeah. far, far, far more achievable look how quickly exactly. graphics cards you know every time they bring out a new generation of graphics cards the price of the last ones plummet but you can mm. still then pick up those cards 100 quid cheaper than they were six months ago totally, and play all the games you didn't play you know that's exactly. what i, that's I, mean, what I like, do and i love it i'm constantly exactly the, the beast rigs now the beast rigs now are you know bargain basement in two years time they are they you know the stuff is moving so quickly in the future yeah, world exactly um so yeah, I mean it's yeah you will have to spend if you want to play like Elite Dangerous or Star Citizen or these real high end stuff you know day one on on a, on, a, on a Rift but people will do it people are building things now just to play them on a DK2 um, even though they've been told not to do it by the company <laughs> selling them so people will do it it's um, you know it's 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 only a matter of time yeah okay uh, just I think that will be like that or that. The Rift experience could be like broadband and cable when broadband came out, mm. st- or when modems came out to start with. Yeah. We put up with a ping of two hundred playing Team Fortress Two and stuff, and Team Fortress Classic because that's what we had. <clears throat> we didn't care about it. It looked great. We enjoyed ourselves. But as time has moved on, now if I get a ping of forty, I'm really annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. But at the start, that's all we had. That's the yeah. only yeah. thing that we had to work with, and, exactly. and we, we dealt with it. The first exactly. time I got a ping under 100, I had such a boner. It was unreal. <laughs> it yeah. was Call on the internet, eh? Actually, <laughs> no. 
Steam VR beta was updated, and it's really really cool. Um, basically, a similar kind of thing to the um, the VR ex- um, VR cinema experience. It's basically, you have a huge projected screen in front of you, which does wrap around slightly, um, and then you've got um, it's kind of like big picture mode, but in VR you can move around your games. Um, the the thing I've been using it for the most though is really cool uh, as an internet browser. Um, so you hit the sh- one of your shoulder buttons on your Xbox <laughs> controller, and it up pops Reddit. And, and then it's Gen- really, and there's really Jennifer cool. Lawrence. Who knew? And it's, it's really, really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, so that's that's kind of um, that's kind of what was really encouraging to see Steam doing more stuff with VR because um, they were, you know, kind of very early adopters in, in doing stuff like Half Life Two, and um, yeah, really, really cool. Um, there's also um, been a lot of DK2s being resold on eBay. <laughs> There's a <laughs> shock. Exactly. Who would have seen that one coming? For ridiculous uh, amounts of money as well. Um, uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's uh, Oculus actually uh, actually launched quite a few pre- preventative measures, in, in, including banning selling selling the, the DK2 in China to stop um, reselling of DK2s to consumers through um, third party. What resales. can they really do about it though? Apart from saying, There's we don't very, enforce this, we don't like this, what can we do? There's very, very little you can do about it, which is why it's, it's still happened. Um, but yeah, um, essentially people who don't want to wait for a couple of months for the developer kits, um, who probably most likely want to use them for just playing games on, um, have been uh, buying them on eBay. Um, but yeah, there's, <clears> um, there's been quite a lot of them, which is Was it, a bit of, did bit I, of a bummer. Did I see that correctly, that the... The top price for a DK2 was like $2,000 or something. Yeah, $2,000. Holy fuck, yeah. I'm selling mine then. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, if you wanted it... If, but no, but seriously, if you wanted it that badly, that is like the worst planning I've ever heard it, of. It is a $2,000 for DK1. Yeah. If you just put it in an order in a little while ago, yeah. you could have had it for a couple of hundred dollars. And You're a mug, it, mate. Whoever it was, a bit $2,000. You're a <laughs> fucking mug. Yeah. <laughs> exactly the same thing happens to like consoles though when they come out like people be- pay extraordinary amounts for like um like the PS4 last Christmas it people just always happens but why I mean people but don't that's wait. Christmas so you can understand like well if you if you've got more money you know if you've got stupid amounts of money like you know to throw at Star Citizen or something like that, you know, <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> these people exist. They've got more money than they have. You know, money is is far less valuable to them than time. So, you know, fine. You might be a mug, but you know, if you can afford to be a mug, then who cares? You're laughing at me. Star, Star Citizen? What's that? Oh, let me tell you about it. Right. No, we've got time. <laughs> I think we'll okay. move on, shall we? So, uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing um, John Carmack was saying, though, uh, was that it seems as though he's over the whole thing about um, Facebook acquiring Oculus. Well, it's not him being over it, is it? It's Notch being over it, not John Carmack. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, he was responding responding to Notch. It was on his Twitter stream, anyway. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I would be very, very surprised if we don't see a uh, VR-enabled mobile um, build of Minecraft for the Samsung Gear VR. I would be very surprised it's if that all my son, that's going to happen. Would you believe it's all my son talks about? He said, he said, did you know that there, there's a thing called called an, 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 an Oculus Nift or something? 
he came out with some ridiculous heft. And you, and you can actually be in Minecraft. I said, well, I'm not quite <laughs> sure that's strictly correct. But yeah, he's he's very excited about it. No, that's my pretty, wife left pretty much it. Pretty much it. You, you are pretty much in Minecraft. So, so yeah. if, if I brought mine up to your house, <laughs> would your wife hate me? Uh, yes, but okay. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get you. I'd get you drunk. Listen, your your wife and my wife can get drunk and, and talk about the border issues, and then <laughs> and then you and I can just do the whole DK thing. No, we'll move to <laughs> to China or somewhere civilized to hide. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, let's never do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, moving on. Okay, moving on. It, so what else have we got then? I'd like to do the because... 48% of gamers a female one, if that's all Go right. On, if I just mm. find some cherry picks and headline bits from that. Uh, yeah, blah, blah. To be honest, this is another one of those stories that <clears throat> sort of just is like raw statistics. And while I'm not, I'm not going to... I don't know who any of these girls are that play games, but... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I They're don't, all made I up on the internet. I don't know. No, but the girls, the girls that I know that play games, they play games in the same way that they own a smartphone, and um, or they play like Farmville and shit. And I know that sounds very sexist, but okay. I, I just don't, I just don't have conversations about Fallout and Assassin's Creed with girls. So um, uh, yeah, you, I just don't could, know who they are. Might I suggest that you would resolve that uh, by playing more games online? Where you would meet girl gamers, possibly. But I've certainly had friends, met people online, and know people in the real world who are gamers, probably to the same level we are. Yeah, I know a so, few girls that play WoW. <coughs> well, I think that's it. I think it's a good game. Um, Give it a go. Yeah, there are a lot of there are there. In my experience, seems to be a lot of female gamers who um, are into uh, the MMO stuff and also into the narrative stuff, like. All the Bioware games have got a huge, huge female following because not only is there emotional investment in the narrative. Uh, this is oh, I don't want it to sound like a horrible cliche. I know, no, 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 but but it, but it is true. You don't have to put it. You know, there has to be a correlation. There has to be a correlation between a much higher um, proportion of female gamers who play Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Because it has actually a bit of emotional stuff, and I, you know, and 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 story, rather than COD. How many female games? There are female gamers who play there COD. There absolutely are girls who like shooting people in the face. There are, there absolutely. are. But uh, but I'm talking about the percentage of overall player base. I would imagine, and I don't have all the figures on here because strangely my link to the Facebook article seems to be down. But. <laughs> But I would have imagined, I would imagine, based on my personal experience, okay, I've been on the Fireware forums a lot, and there are a huge amount of girls that, that post stories on there uh, and post content on there, right? I have, from time to time, been on more military-based game forums, and if there is anything other than testicles on most of those people <laughs> on there, they are very well hidden. You know? There is a female gamer who does uh, stuff for Shaktac. And she's really very good. Not that I'm expecting she wouldn't yeah, be. Okay. But that's there's, the, there's, there's the a rather broad brush scene. being painted here because it's like I didn't say for a second that girls don't play COD. <laughs> You're I'm just saying, saying that they prefer the emotional stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, <laughs> I am. I am. I'm saying. I'm saying there are more girl gamers that that, that that like games with emotional content, 
And you know what? If, if but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they're immune to shooting people in the face. Shooting okay. people in the face really? can be an that's emotional some, thing. That's, that is what is kind of interesting about this article, though, because like, like 48 percent. Obviously, that's that's a huge amount. Like the real question about this is like, do you think that like um, that that those gamers are like equally delivered to in like the like the mainstream of no, games. No, of course not. That's really not. The... And and you also have to look at the the question that was asked rather than just take out what the the analysis of the figures. I think the question asked was have you played a video game? Right? And that does include and that does include Farmville, it includes Candy Crush, it includes all the stuff that you you get on the mobile device. So, and they said in the analysis that the the inclusion of because it was platform agnostic so they said in the analysis that the inclusion of right. um okay. all those platforms yeah may ha- has strongly influenced the figure not that that's a good thing or a bad thing you know i, I it's mm. just a thing uh and i don't know what you can really derive for that but i i think certainly the triple a games certainly <laughs> the, the, the you know if you you take wow aside um there is a large amount of uh, games out there at the moment that are squarely aimed at white teenage male gamers, you know? Mm. And I don't know if that's, I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, I mean, in this, this same article uh, that Ubisoft actually said that they've done some studies and found that they noticed a lot of couples seem to be playing things like Assassin's Creed together, mm. um, which is, which is really interesting um, that, you know, that if one thing makes me think that, they, that we're likely to see a much greater, um, a much a much more kind of female-centric focused uh, gaming industry in the next few years, it's that people that people like Ubisoft are noticing that they are kind of accidentally serving like a female audience mm-hmm. without actually you know targeting it properly. Because I, they really are not targeting the female <laughs> audience properly at all. No. Um, but the no. one thing that makes me think that that will change is because they will know they will find a way of making money out of that. That, that is the one thing that makes me confident that it will actually get fixed. And that's really sad. It's the, the total wrong reason that the problem should be fixed. But I that's agree. What will I, th- happen. I think that's what that statistic is. It's just a, a res- an indicator of we may have more. Um, mobile and kind of social network games being included in these stats moving forward and rightly or wrongly they rightly or wrongly they are but i wasn't aware that that was the specifics of that figure obviously i didn't mm. read the article but that's not a, that's not a thing that's not what blokes do just, is it no just read the headline that's enough just <laughs> um, spunk your load over the headline i think ubisoft uh <laughs> experimented with uh <laughs> I think Ubisoft experimented with uh, the whole female demographic with their Vita game, but I think the problem was that it was on Vita, and I think they re-released it on PC and the consoles, but it was just a half-assed attempt. Um, but yeah, when you think about it, a lot of I can understand why Ubisoft have been under such fire because so many of their games, you know, revolve around a single male protagonist. Um, at least, at least you've got companies like Bioware uh, spending a lot of money and resources uh, allowing for female avatars and yeah. you know female voice acting and stuff like that um you got skyrim you can that's pretty 
equal there. You can make a female avatar in that. Mass Effect. A lot of the bigger RPGs you can. Yeah, I said yeah. Mass Effect. Okay, um, and Dragon Age, you know, Bioware games. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all the MMOs and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's tricky when you've got like a game that's so very um, linear and built around a very specific uh, uh, character, you know, like Assassin's Creed, Far Cry. Yeah. Um, I'm not dogs. sure that's, that's generally that true. I mean, look at like Shepard in, in Mass Effect. Yeah. It, it really didn't matter. I, 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 I often think that that's the case in games that it really doesn't actually need to, yeah. need to matter. Uh, but I, I think more, more so than the problem of being able to choose a female avatar as a character, as a playable character, I'm, I'm more kind of concerned about the, the way that, like, like Adam said, you know, it just kind of often feels like computer games are too much focused towards a demographic or audience <clears throat> of like teenage boys and, and, like the, the depiction of women in computer games mm. is is no better than than films or, or, or TV. In fact, sometimes it can be a lot worse. Yeah, because I agree. Of the, because of the kind of extreme <clears throat> adult themes that that games kind of get away with, and also the, the obviously the point that you're um, you know it's it's interactive and it's not a passive experience like like films and TV. Mm. Um, so, are you saying then that? Uh, in a game like Assassin's Creed, you should be able to choose who the main character is. No. No, I'm <laughs> saying that the overall portrayal of women in computer games is pretty off. Yeah. As, a, as an average kind of thing, if you were to take a sample of the portrayal of women in most, in video games, and say, <laughs> how many have, have not been portrayed as an overly sexualized character for either yeah. as the object for the male protagonist to go and rescue yeah. or as just uh you know if, if how many objects. images have you seen on on most computer game things where women are wearing like the the bikini armor or absolutely, you know yeah. which would absolutely be terrible in battle you know yeah and, and i it, mean and don't, don't don't stab me in the areolas yeah please. absolutely i have protection like, my areolas this... are protected it's it's like instead of serving fifty percent of its audience, it's it it just t- t- tries to kind of isolate them by sort of you know objectifying them and turning them to this kind of you know this super sexualized objects, and it's yeah. just it's just so dated and oh. and, and backward. Yeah. Oh. Um, there's a really great documentary um, recently called Damsel in Distress. I think it was uh, like a Kickstarter uh, documentary, um, which kind of it's it's basically the, the it's sort of like a three part series and it's it's basically all about kind of damseling in computer games how often the um the the, the main theme or the, the the focus of of the story is to rescue a you know a helpless female and and how that's sort of prevalent throughout the the history of computer games and has, has never really changed and the, the, there's there's actually so few um alternatives um to to that kind of that kind of storyline mm. um and yeah it's I, I do think it is a, is, is a bad problem because that that's 50 50 of the audience yeah um and if more adult women are playing computer games than teenage boys then you yeah it definitely needs to be addressed but, but I, I think it will but i, I, I think, think it's it quite difficult to find a game that that appeals to both sides of that and 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 the example i would prove i know you know there's been a few sweeping generalizations made in this discussion but you know i can play um 
I, I'm not really interested in, in in Call of Duty anymore, but I but I was, and I'm certainly I'm quite happy with FPS, quite testosterone-driven, violent shooters. You know, I've I've done that. I enjoy those quite a bit. Uh, but my wife would never even blink. At, uh, t- she thinks that whole thing was be really ridiculous. But I can seriously see her playing a game like um, like Mass Effect, like Dragon Age, or certainly things like The Wolf Among Us or, or The Walking Dead, where you are dealing with um, not just being in combat and overcoming the enemy in the in the most cool yeah. three sixty no scope headshot way. They're more interested in um, you know. These these are characters I'm interested in seeing what happens to, and yes. I want to see how they resolve the situation. Because, you know, my wife is not a sci-fi nut, but she absolutely loved Battlestar Galactica because she fell in love with the characters. Yeah. And you take, and that's what I was trying to get at before about the emotional narrative content. Mm, it's sure. the fact that you have a storyline and characters that you actually give a shit about, rather than generic no-face armor guy with a great with the largest caliber weapon I can find, and I'm going to headshot that motherfucker from 160 yards. Absolutely, you know, yeah. and, and that's it. And, and I think there will always be, though, and you're never going to get something that meets all of those. But I think, certainly as a male gamer, I love Bioware games because probably many of the same reasons that female gamers do. Because I love characters, I love narrative, I love seeing where they're going. And I'm kind of, you know, I, I love a bit of adrenaline and 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 getting my testosterone splattered all over my keyboard. But um, <laughs> you know, that's it. Please, Rob, save us. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Well, I was just going to segue into the uh, announcement of the Dragon Age co-op, unless there was any more VR stuff or things that we've skipped over that we need to talk about. Uh, it just seems like too good an opportunity. That and was lovely. Thanks, Ian. That was lovely, yeah. What a corker. So this is why girls don't play games, because they meet people <laughs> like you burping into the microphones. <laughs> He wasn't even into the microphone. I was all the way over there. <laughs> I tried. Jesus. To, I tried to save you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm hugely excited about the uh, Dragon Age co-op. Uh, I played an awful lot of a Mass Effect 3 co-op, um, um, but I, I prefer the fact, I know, Bobby, you may disagree with me on this, but I like the fact in the Dragon Age co-op uh, that they have announced that there isn't really any interaction between that and the single-player game. Um, the, the Dragon Age co-op in, uh, that they have described sounds a lot more sort of lot like... Um, uh, instances in uh, MMOs or uh, you know perhaps as single player games um, where you take your party in and you go and resolve things and I think little bite sized instances where you don't have to do the whole thousand months of leveling up and getting the mighty armor of Dolbor before you can uh, qualify for entry is a good thing yeah I like the idea of you of uh, you, the carrot of like getting better gear and uh, crafting your own yeah. weapons and stuff yeah. that sounds wicked but for me the jury's out on how it plays because um, I mean my familiarity of Dragon Age is the kind of pause and play even Dragon Age 2 which was quite frenetic um, there was still an awful lot of uh, tactical uh, decisions to be made and it's always been very party based but that's because um, you got, sort of... that's because you have four characters <laughs> that's you have four characters three of which are controlled by the AI when you're not doing it <coughs> who the fuck trusts AI I mean, the the fact is, you know, in the drag, even in Dragon Age Two, if you set the rules up for the the tactics and and everything else, then you can concentrate one character and really play it while the rest of you guys are going on. You don't have to control everybody. Um, I think this will work, but the the thing is, it, the party composition will be everything. I don't think you need to worry about 
pausing it to do everything it's making sure that everyone in that party you have you have the right spread of skills to get from the beginning to the end um in mass effect 3 you could solo it uh it with enough pra- with enough practice practice or with a practice with an r uh but uh with this i think you know in, in i think in a few of the uh hands-on things that some of the games journalist people ha- have done uh <laughs> they've had this one guy said, "Oh, we went in with three tanks, effectively, and me as the archer, and we completely blew it out." And I think that's going to be everything. It's all going to be about balance. So it may be harder to get a good group going, but I think it might be more rewarding than in Mass Effect multiplayer. But it sounds very stock- similar to Mass Effect multiplayer. Yeah, uh, they're, they're stock characters that you unlock, though, right? Um, you don't create. They are scratch, archetypes, I think. I think. There are if there are effect- there are four. Like in all Dragon Age games, there are three classes, if you like. There's Warrior, there's Mage, there's Rogue. Um, but for the co-op, certainly the, the, they've announced 12, um, and there are four of each There are four of each uh, each archetype. So there are four Warriors, four Rogues, and four Mages. Uh, there's a Necromancer. Uh, I'm not going to go through them all. But there, there are 12 in total, and uh, they will be more unlocked over time through DLC, free DLC, uh, and other content as as the game as the game goes on, but each archetype can be leveled up through multiple through different trees. I think there are two trees for each each character, each class, if you like. So you can pick and choose to make the type that you want. And I don't think you have to have an exact match of skills, like any kind of role MMO, not MMO, uh, any kind of multiplayer game. People will be on there saying you've got to have this build or else you're not optimal. Um, but which drives me up the fucking wall. Uh, but I think if you, uh, I, I think you will just need to have not four tanks or not four archers or not four something else. And I think everything else, as long then it will come down to the player, the skill of the character of the player, rather. Yeah, I'm quite intrigued actually because the Mass Effect stuff. Although I didn't play it very much, uh, the Mass Effect free co-op, um, it did seem very focused, very tight. Um, it was- it was really good. I mean, I'm, my, everyone was saying, no, no, Mass Effect single-player game, Arr! and a massive thing. And I think the decision to make effectively playing the multiplayer compulsory to get the best of one of the endings, certainly, was a mistake. And I think I'm glad that they've taken the feedback, because a lot of people didn't like that. And certainly the Dragon Age game is a lot more um, anti uh, that because it's it's a much more of a thoroughbred RPG and people like single I love single player RPGs because I don't have to deal with arseholes every day uh, but um, I'm not saying everyone's an arsehole but you know what I mean uh, yeah. there is something nice about being able to do it on your own <clears throat> do your own game not have to worry about what other people decide but this is the kind of take it or leave it kind of thing no it's got no you don't have any need to get involved with this at all if you're not interested in it um, and I think the Mass Effect multiplayer was amazing. I spent more time playing that than I did the single player, I think, overall, in the end. Loved it. I think I would have just liked uh, the ability to take my main character from the single player and put him in these arenas and then maybe get some XP out of it that I could take into the, yeah. into the single player game. I know that could really unbalance it, I suppose, or but even if it was just like an item I or think something that I could... Being... being... Playing within, playing, uh, creating characters 
uh, within a number of set number of things means that the because ba- balancing games like this are a fucking nightmare. Um, and I yeah. think uh, taking knowing that you can only go a certain number of paths, you can either do this or you can do that or you can do a mixture of them all, gives the game enough mechanics to to balance it properly. I think taking your own personal character in would be a nightmare for everyone. To be honest, I'm interested to see how it plays when we actually see it playing. <coughs> if, if you guys, if you guys get it. Um, and it, the experience is a good one, then it's probably enough for me to get it. While we're waiting for Absent Friends, should we talk about Red Dead Redemption? We should. Uh, it's been a long time coming, hasn't <clears> it? <throat> but uh, it's finally making its way to PC. Do we know the version that's making its way? Is it being updated for these platforms? Because, by Christ, the hair in Red Dead Redemption is... It's like from Wurzel Gummidge. If you're an American, <laughs> you Google that now and you'll see what I mean. Um, yeah. It, it's not well-rendered hair. The rest of it looks great, and it's a fantastic game. Thoroughly recommend it if you've got a PS3. Um, do we know if it's going to be updated for PC? Uh, I don't know. They're, well, Rockstar are always quite cagey, so uh, okay. <clears throat> details are very thin on the ground. Um, <clears throat> but I think I think the fact that it's just coming in any form uh, is, is good. Uh, it's taken long enough. Um and yeah, hopefully they'll be able to update it. I don't know if, I don't know how their tech works. I don't know if they can port it to their GTA Five engine or if that's just a completely <clears throat> separate pipeline. Um, I imagine there's going to be some kind of issue involved in. I think probably one of the reasons it's taken so long for it to come to PC is that the engine that was built on was very PC. But then if it was the engine that GTA 4 was built on, yeah. surely it can't be that hard. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just been a question of prioritisation. And, and do we know what price it's going to be? Because I'm not really no. sure I'd pay 40 quid for Red Dead Redemption on the PC. I'd pay 20 quid, but I wouldn't pay 40 quid. I wouldn't pay it as a full price game. It's a little old. However, if they redid the engine, I would pay 40 quid for it. But do you think they're going to bother redoing the engine, or uh, I don't know. or not? Because one of the questions may be: Have Sony and uh, Microsoft gone to Rockstar and said, "You know, you've got a shit ton of money. Would you mind very much just doing this on our consoles, that where we don't have a lot of games? Then we can throw it out, and it's another cool Rockstar game, or it's a Rockstar game." Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they may do the engine if these companies have given them a load of money. Who knows? Well, is is it is it being um, re released as a HD master for the PS4 as well? Yeah, it's it's on it's all it's all on all the 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 new platforms. Okay, but I don't know whether that means it's an HD master or whether it's just being released. You mm. know, they, they haven't. I don't. I didn't see anything that said it was an HD re-release. But what does that really mean? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, sorry, did you did you sorry? How I much did you uh, were you would I, you be willing to pay for this, Adam? The uh, Red Dead Redemption. I certainly wouldn't be willing about? to pay 40 quid. I mean, basically, I, put it this way, I would get it in a Steam sale if it was less than 20 quid, probably. Uh, and, and I didn't have a huge backlog of stuff to play already, which I always have. I don't know. The thing is, I'm kind of excited about this because um, I know Ian uh, has, has said many times that it was a game he really enjoyed. Yeah, uh, and I've heard other way. people saying the same thing. Mm. And I'm not a big cowboy genre lover but i've certainly been reading the dark tower season by by stephen king um and being a uh rootin tootin gunslinger that's not exactly what the book's about but there is a gunslinger in it in the in the western archetype style and i thought 
I'd like a game where perhaps I could do that and, and maybe be the Clint Eastwood type that came in. And I don't know whether Red Dead would allow me to do that. I know it's not got an RPG element really to it much, uh, but but it, it oh, does, does it good, need it? I mean, it does. It has good narrative. There's some RPG elements, definitely. You can do stuff, well, do RPG it, type uh, stuff. We were, saying, we were saying the other time that most games, you know, making a new kind of gun and stuff is not really an RPG element. I'm, I'm talking about a skill pass and things like that. It has outfits, and uh, <laughs> if you pursue... Are we talking about gun no, again? No, this is... No, it's light RPG elements. Um, you have outfits that kind of give your character an archetype, if I remember correctly. And so if you yes. skin a lot of stuff, yeah. you'll get a, an outfit that makes you better at skinning a lot of stuff. Yeah. So they're they're in there, but they don't they don't whack you round the head with it. It's so, kind so, of so very light RPG stuff. Is there an outfit yeah, for hanging around there in brothels if you look and for stuff? It. <laughs> the, there the probably chaps is one actually. Yeah. There's probably chaps. one that makes you better at yeah. poker. Big or furry chaps. That's what I want. Yeah. Big furry chaps and the great big. We've all wanted ten gallon hat. Been pleased to see me. <laughs> but that's that game's version of of like RPG mechanics as well. Um, I'm pretty sure there's more than anything uh, mm. that game, whether you're into westerns or not, has excellent narrative elements, as Ian just described. Yeah. Um, and it has depth to it as well, yeah. well and yeah. and a very uh, very coherent open world. Um, yes. With, it's always with, been of interest uh, to me that game, and if it's finally coming out on PC, then I would I, I would be an idiot if I didn't even look at it. But there's no way in hell that I would pay. More than twenty quid for it. But what I would pay is that more because you're not sorry. Sorry. What I would pay more than twenty quid on was another part of the article that this story refers to, uh, and that's Red Dead Redemption Two, which I'm assuming oh, would yes. use the new engine. The well, I'm thinking oh, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll just go straight to the second one, you know, uh, and get. I don't know. I think if if it's well, twenty quid, I think you get a lot of fun from it, a yeah. lot of enjoyment from from it. Um, Without wishing to spoil anything whatsoever, um, I shan't imagine. You know, you you could probably play the second one. The games are set up in such a way that you won't miss. You know, it won't feel. Oh, well, I'm gonna shut up. You've done a great job of not spoiling I? any endings there, mate. Yeah, that's... awesome. Or even getting a sentence out clearly. So that's good. Okay, well, I, if it, yeah, well, when it comes out, I'll see what price it is, uh, and I'm I, I would probably give it a go at okay. some point. Red Dead in Redemption was actually the second game in a series. Uh, the first one was yeah. called Red Dead Revolver, I believe. And that revolved around a protagonist, which was not the protagonist you played in Red Dead Redemption. Right. Uh, and so I'm sure that I'm the second game will follow recovery. suit. Good I recovery. see where you're going here. I see where you're going here. Wasn't there a zombie yeah. DLC for it or something? Yeah. Which there a lot was. of people said was mm-hmm. actually very good. Yeah. It was very good. Um, it was surprisingly substantial for a piece of DLC as well. It used the same map. But it changed all the missions. It created uh, a zombie mechanic to it, which was awesome. Um, it also had uh, multiplayer. Uh, the game did um, not just the zombie stuff. It all had. It was all multiplayer. You could run around in the sandbox in a huge posse uh, of up to I think eight players and just <laughs> ride around taking part so, in these co-op missions and stuff. So console huge posse. Yeah, what, like well, three big people. enough. No, we should have 64 people in our posse. Only 64? 128, mate. <clears throat> all right. Well, that's called an army, and uh, isn't that conducive to the world wild west setting, I don't think? Unless you're talking revolution. Uh, or you. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, no, that's all good news. That's all good, good news. Uh, it was only a matter of time, I suppose. Um, so yeah, that was that was revealed at PAX. Also revealed at PAX was or shown at PAX was a, a game uh, with the unbelievably generic name of Enemy Starfighter. Um, do you want to tell us some more about this, Patrick? Yeah, yeah, this one's like massively up on my radar. Um, just I'm just watching a gameplay video of it right now, actually. Um, so this is like um, graphically, it's kind of quite stripped down versus like something like Elite Dangerous or, or, or Star Citizen. Um, but it's also at the same time very beautiful as well. It's gone for the kind of very um, very colourful sort of style. It's almost kind of similar to um, uh, No Man's Sky, actually. Um, so you know, really, really kind of bright colours, lots and lots of action going on in the sc- screen. It looks like like going to be like a, a real kind of um, adrenaline junkies uh, space fighter um, versus the kind of um, you know the kind of slower mm-hmm. trading and stuff from, from you getting things like uh, Elite Dangerous. It, it looks like this is going to be very action orientated, um, and yeah, it's um, it's uh, the, one of the things that really has stood out to me so far about watching the footage of this is just the sound design is something else um just really really cool um in fact it's, it's to me it's to my to my ears it's kind of more impressive than a lot of the other kind of space games um that i've been watching or playing which is quite a few of them now um but yeah like really really excited for this one loads of kind of cool images of like hyperdrive and, and ships coming out of hyperdrive and massive ships um, and all done presumably on on an engine that's not going to be too ridiculously demanding. So if you do want to play a uh, a kind of uh, cool space simulator without getting the ridiculous hired rigs, then this looks like it's mm. going to be one of those those options for people. But yeah, I, I'm actually kind of more excited for this than than some of the the, the really big ones. See weirdly why. enough, but um, it looks like it it, it does look rather. I'm watching a video of it as we speak, actually, and it reminds me of a cross between first person Homeworld and uh, Free Space, and both mm, of those things are fucking so. massively important to me. I love those games to ever, so I, I might give that a go. Actually, that looks yeah, really nice. Um, it does look really, but, really but interesting. Is, I think this a very small team as well. I know when it started, it was only one guy. I don't, I don't know how many now, but um, yeah, it was this was originally uh, just being made by one person. Do you think um, this is much? I, I'm I'm guessing this is a bit more down the arcadey fun side. I don't mean don't mean to belittle it than it is the sim side. This I mean it looks it's, it it does look more like a dogfighting. Yeah, thing. it looks a lot more sort of geared around dogfighting. Um, but yeah, there's 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 um, there's kind of voice acting and stuff going on in some of the demos. So I'm 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 pretty sure that there's. Um, you know, it's it's yeah, not it's going like to be mindless. pure arcade action, match, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it looks very uh, yeah, very I meant more so like the flight model type is, thing. Like you don't have to yeah. like crunch a massive physics, you know, A level homework to work out how to point it in one <laughs> fucking direction. Yeah, yeah. There's um, it it does look like it's it's geared for a bit bit more kind of mm. uh, just drop in and play kind of kind of thing but by the looks of it anyway but yeah really really excited for that one on the list pretty cool definitely on the radar the massive radar full of blips <laughs> do we have any other news uh, we do just have a couple of uh release date shenanigans uh assassin's creed unity was delayed uh to november 11th which pushes it into the same week as everything else uh <laughs> which is a bit of a nightmare. the new month of death 
Jesus yeah, well, comes back. Yeah, it's 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 this week in uh, November. You've got uh, the crew. Oh, I that probably won't come out. Uh, but then you've got Assassin's Creed coming out. Uh, GTA Five is still rumored for the fourteenth of November, even though they won't uh, confirm that. There's been all sorts of silly rumors for GTA Five, like the PC version's been cancelled. It's just absolute rubbish that I won't even That's entertain just any time. Propaganda. That is wishful is. thinking. That's all that is. <laughs> But yeah, uh, what is confirmed though is the week after you've got Far Cry 4 and Dragon Age Inquisition, so I don't know what I'm going to do really. What, what, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'd think i still like to play Dragon Age because I'd like to catch the zeitgeist for the multiplayer. I don't know if everyone's going to be playing that forever, like if I wait but, six uh, months. Believe me, believe me, if it's anything like the Mass Effect, I don't want to go back onto this, but if, there's a, if, if it's anything like the Mass Effect multiplayer and i understand it's probably gonna be better supported than that is people will be playing it for a long time people are still playing mass effect multiplayer there's an awful lot of them i wouldn't worry about it too much if you want to do something else you can play it six months and people will still be playing it trust me you, you could get trust. started maybe that would help yeah that could buy the time over but i don't i don't think of dragon age as the massive uh mainstream game that mass effect is it's not a shooter you know i it's an rpg a very tactical party based RPG and I don't think for a second that it's in the same it's not in the same conversation as Mass Effect. Mass Effect was massively mainstream I think compared to Dragon Age. I don't think uh, perhaps but Dragon Age has got a massive following all of its own. It's not as big as Mass Effect but that doesn't mean its following is uh, insignificant in the least and I think actually you will attract an awful lot of people to it who perhaps wouldn't have played it before because of the multiplayer because yeah. um, because that's what Mass Effect did uh, and I, I think this will also be the case but I still think there are still going to be a huge there's going to be a huge community playing it I, I'm actually thinking I'm probably going to get the game just play the multiplayer and leave the single player for months until I can get at least three or four days where I could probably just give it some justice in all honesty, I, I could also playing the multiplayer gives you a good step up for the single player because you get to uh, dabble in all the different classes without having to commit to a minimum yeah, eighty-hour like campaign a, with one class that you've only find this fucking sucks halfway through. Be like a little training program to go on yeah. before you uh while you decide. So uh, you're probably going to get Dragon Age that week weeks. Uh, what about you two guys? Of those of that fortnight of Doom, uh, which ones do you think you'll go for now? Mm. Um. What's coming out again? Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of with Pat on this. Assassin's, Far, Assassin's Creed, stuff. Far Cry 4, um, <laughs> The Crew Beater, um, Your Mum. GTA 5, potentially. Your Mum? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe Assassin's Creed. Okay. Um, I, I wasn't actually that... It, it wasn't that excited about it when I saw, saw the earlier trailers. Um, I'm not really that bothered about the multiplayer stuff. I, I, I've got a funny feeling about the reasons why they may have put it in there, and I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's gonna. It, I'm not, it's kind of, my 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 kind of thing with Assassin's Creed is the story. Um, I'm not sure I want my mates on 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 like the, the, the microphone going. Whoa! I've just jumped in a. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure that's going to add anything for it to me for an Assassin's Creed game. You this don't is, feel this like is the you have to be multiplayer, no. though, Patrick. Yeah, because for me, it's all it, it was 
Assassin's Creed is all about the mythology. But there are grenades. It's, it's all about. It's all about Assassin's Creed Two and Brotherhood. That those for me were the, the ultimate games, and they and I have a, a real kind of. I've got a real thing about those two in particular. I've played them like about four times each, I think. Um, the thing with that actually <laughs> that's completely changed my mind about this was when they showed a trailer for um, Unity the other day and they played four notes and those four notes were from the second one and I immediately went, yay, I am invested. You uh, put right. the music in it that I like, <laughs> I will buy your game. And that's how easy it is wow. to win me over. Nice uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, marketing. I, I, I absolutely I listen to um, that soundtrack all the time I love Assassin's Creed 2 soundtrack it's incredible it's one of the best gaming soundtracks I think ever Spotify it so right just now put, just putting those four notes in it um, that just sold it for me um, but yeah I, I, I think I may get that one and Far Cry Far Cry 4 as well um, yeah. I'll, I'll be going but uh, yeah uh, other than that um, that's I think those are going to be the only two of kind of AAA releases for me I, I'm, I, I mean, you, how can you do more than two? These are all giant open world, fifty-plus hour games. I can do more than two. <laughs> well, I spent about—I just finished Black Flag, and I spent about forty-five hours in that, just doing everything. Because um, mm. you know, if it, if it if it's a good Assassin's Creed game, then I want to experience the widest possible cross section mm. of that. Um, but yeah I love Black Flag but I've already banged on about that long enough um, other release date news uh, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter now has a release date uh, of very soon it's September the 20 something <clears throat> someone else it's the 25th uh, and the and the PS4 is sometime later this uh, next year yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this one if it's the one that I think I then if we're talking about the same one I, it just it was beautiful vistas mm. uh, which looks beautiful but I don't want to pay 30 quid for beautiful vistas and no game what's the game going to be um there, there was a there's actually a gameplay video okay. that's been released that's the one I was talking right about. I think I've missed that one ah, right. so so basically it's it's all about you're you're a supernatural detective right um, or, or essentially, you're a, you're a private detective with a, an occult background. To, to be honest, um, Pat, I'm going to buy it now that you've said those words. So that, that's it. You don't <laughs> need to do anything else. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially, it's um, you're this character. You've gone to uh, um, investigate the disappearance of a young boy, um, and in in moving out in this kind of beautiful uh, natural countryside environment, um, you find murder scenes. Um, and you, it, well, in the gameplay, that's what it, sh- it showed. You found a murder scene, and then you essentially um, kind of moved into a kind of spirit realm, I guess. Where and you had to kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together. You would you would see memories of the that the victim had, like leading up to its death, kind of similar to. Um, Isn't it Alan Wake? Uh, no, it looks a bit Alan, yeah. Alan Wakey though. But um, reminds me yeah, of that you, a bit. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that has kind of, kind of got a bit of that that kind of vibe going on. But yeah, you you basically have to kind of unravel what what happened, why that person got murdered, how that person got murdered, and then you kind of rearrange the memories um, in the order that they happened. And and that was that was the oh, that cool. was the example okay. given in, in the gameplay anyway. But yeah, it looks like it's got a, a ton of atmosphere. Um, looks really cool and like absolutely beautiful, yes. like graphics yeah. and really really like 
uh, interesting environments. And I'm, I, as I've said loads of times before, I'm, I really love natural environments in computer games. And this is the, the movement of the, the trees and the, the, the vegetation and stuff around you. Like, was is, is absolutely next level. I've I haven't seen anything quite like that yet. Although the the character stuff is a little bit more current gen um so it's a little less <coughs> a little less um a bit more potato futuristic yeah. but yeah absolutely stunning looking okay i'm i've got the feeling based off its indie origins and also the price tag that it's not going to be the longest game ever not that i have a problem with that because i love short games because i can consume more of them um but it's uh yeah it looks like um it looks like it's going to be one of those sort of two to three hour games that's just going to be a massive oh, concentration. No, it's, it's, I think of it's awesome. a, I think it's more of a twenty hour one, mate. I don't think. No it's fucking short. way is that a twenty hour game. No fucking way. I really what doubt it. What makes you say that? <clears throat> just because of how good the <laughs> graphics are, the price tag, sorry. and the, the, who it's made yeah, by. Sorry, Rob. Sorry, Rob, the, the fidelity of an engine doesn't actually dictate the length of a game. That doesn't it, have any bearing on how long the, the game can be. Uh, no, but it's it's indirect, it's tangential, I agree, but there's no way this game is more than 10 hours long, tops. I, yeah, I reckon it's, yeah, possibly like, yeah, maybe a 10 or 12 hours, that's probably, probably more likely. But I, I, yeah, just, I don't think it'll be like a four hour thing. I, yeah, Elite well, okay, we'll find hours. out soon. <laughs> the odds are see if we can get a bit of sideways <laughs> <laughs> I just remember when we were talking about oh uh, like a uh, story about our un- uh, story about someone's uncle uh, someone's and, uncle. Uh, and people were saying <laughs> oh this looks like the best thing ever and it was like three hours and I was done with it and it was actually a not that great game but people so, said that about Gone uh, Home and other got, games that aren't that actually that good so, what's that got to do with the vanishing of Even Carter? Oh, nothing. I'm just sort of general know. speculation sort of thing. But um, oh, right. <laughs> no, this is one of those games where I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it and I'm trying to find the catch, basically, because uh, 15 quid oh, for a game this good looking. You're so cynical. How dare yeah, you? I know. Yeah. No, I should be, uh, you know, cheerfully optimistic about this, like everything else. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, what's the catch? It's fifteen quid and it's out in three weeks. What's wrong with it? Well, why don't you wait for four <laughs> weeks and see what everybody says about it? Yeah, I will. I will. If they finish I, I it in it five fantastic. hours, well, I think it looks fantastic, but it looks like a little bit too good to be true. So, I uh, cautiously optimistic. I'm still just so going to buy. Have any of you actually watched the gameplay trailer? No. I've seen how good it looks. Yeah, I've watched the trailer. It's it looks fantastic. What's wrong with, with the, it? Like the, the solving the the murder and stuff. Yeah, I like the way there's no shooting involved. Um, it yeah, all looks they, great. they they made quite a big point of that, didn't they? That there's no like kind of active violence in it. There's there's obviously grisly murder scenes and stuff, but there's no um, <laughs> you don't shoot anyone or kill. You're anyone. not doing it yourself, um, which is quite a nice change of pace. That's right. Which is yeah, it's, it's nice enough, I guess. What will have grisly murders in uh, is uh, Wasteland 2, uh, which has got a release date as well. Uh, Also, next month, uh, this is the precursor to Fallout, the original games. This one's out on the 19th of September on Steam. 
Um, it's been in early access, uh, which I haven't gone anywhere near because I don't want to revisit a story again. Because um, you don't believe in early so, access games? Uh, no, I, I don't not believe in them. They're just not for me. Um, not not games that are like linear story based games. Because I don't want to just. It's not like I don't want to no, read no, a book no, and then I read a book again. That's cool. You know, I understand it for procedural simulations. With, with a few slightly open-ended. changed chapters halfway through. You're never yeah. going to read a book. Why? Why did you give that example? <laughs> yeah, an odd analogy for you. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I'm not even going to read a book a first time, let alone twice. But anyway, this is a game with a lot of reading. It's a linear game. It's it's uh, it's an RPG. Um, <laughs> you, the, but it's you're based dripping on, like, with the, contempt at the word reading. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you know, it's I'm. Well, I, I say that I'm probably going to pick up Divinity this week. Yeah, which will involve lots of reading. And I played Shadowrun, which also had lots of reading, and is also another turn-based game, which uh, Wasteland Two is very much like. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's looking pretty decent. Uh, it's going to be like uh, the an authentically uh, post-apocalyptic top-down adventure. Uh, I think I think the graphics look pretty decent for a game of that. Ilk. Yeah, I do. Uh, um, another game that's actually coming out at the end of this month is Sherlock Holmes: Crimes and Punishments. Any of you guys ever right. played the um, the previous Sherlock Holmes? No. The one no. with the creepy uh, home, uh, creepy Watson. Creepy, creepy Watson. Yeah, that was like. Uh, that <laughs> was last, oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was not the last one or the one before. Everywhere you go, Watson. he's yeah, behind yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I played the uh, I played the last one of these and the one before it, which was the Jack Jack the Ripper Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper. Um, but yeah, the last one I really really enjoyed actually. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. I, I'm a big big Sherlock fans Sherlock Holmes fan though, so I don't know if that's um, so that plays into it that massively. But yeah, they're pretty good puzzle games. If that's if that's anything you you miss from the uh, the. Uh, the the, um, the older days of PC gaming. How, um, they are... I have to ask, on a scale of one to ten, how illogical are the uh, answers to these puzzles? Oh no, they're very far cry away from uh, Monkey Island. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's, 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 they're, they're very logic based in the, the Sherlock Holmes ones. No. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're really cool actually, and again, like got really cool, um, uh, gritty spooky Victorian atmosphere um, but yeah really cool game so I'm, I'm definitely going to be picking that one up cool. as well okay um, there was also an announcement uh, just before we recorded <clears throat> last time we were talking about Overkill's take on The Walking Dead um, and they've just confirmed that that's actually going to be set in the comics universe rather than the uh, the TV show um, which is interesting Um I, I think it would be nice if uh, we they perhaps adapted that graphical style, maybe. Um, it'll be interesting if they do that, or if they just go for a more realistic approach. Um, but yeah, they're working very closely with Robert Kirkman, and uh, it looks like it's going to be really authentic to the uh, to the comic, in the same how, way that uh, how Telltale shows. How different is the comic, without wishing to go into huge season-by-season season breakdown, how different is the comic to the TV show? Because I've only watched the TV show. Uh, the same stuff happens uh, in a different order a lot of the time. Um, certain characters survive 
some you know some characters stay alive longer than others and vice versa um okay yeah it's 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 a great great series of books uh, i've only read the first if two you've, volumes if you've been though. following on the tv show you could pick up what's happening in the game without going what the who the fuck are these people and what's that doing yeah there's uh obviously uh there's no uh daryl or his brother in the comics because they're invented for the show ah. um well, you say obviously i didn't know that there you go that's one thing i didn't well, know they, have, they are invented so uh yeah that's that but um yeah so that's the thing uh, also, uh, another game was announced by Paradox, who are uh, a, a, a company infamous for their very hardcore uh, strategy games. Uh, they've a- announced a game called Ancient Space, which looks basically like Homeworld. Uh, uh, did you have a look at the, any of this, Adam? I, I, had, I had a little look at the kind of yeah. I had a look a little look at the trailer. It, it does look very nice, actually. Um, I I kept. I, I keep picking up things like uh, Sins of a Solar Empire and that kind of stuff to try and fill in that that massive hole that Homeworld, that the lack the lack of Homeworld has got in my life, uh, and it doesn't quite scratch the scratch the mustard or whatever the term is. Uh, but I, I, I think um, this looks quite nice. I'm, I'd be interested to see. I'm going to wait for actual proper gameplay stuff to before I invest in it. But uh, it looks like it's quite promising, actually. Yeah. They've got a boatload of voice talent for this from basically every sci-fi TV show you can Yeah, that's not necessarily <laughs> a, a gauge of quality in the strategic play, though, is it? That's the thing. Well, it'll be interesting to see if this is worth uh, bridging the gap between the Homeworld remasters or uh, just... Yeah, yeah I because it, if it's if it's if it's anywhere near when that's going to be released, I, the Homeworld remasters, I'm just going to get those and just play the shit out of them like I did before, and I don't care that I've done it all again. I just want to enjoy it all. I love it. Homeworld's one of my favourite things ever. Cool, <laughs> indeed. Um, and just one last game to mention uh, is uh, Hell Raid, uh, which is done uh, by Techland, and and this to me basically looks like Skyrim, but. Uh, instead of having a giant open world RPG, uh, you've got uh, fairly small levels, but with co-op multiplayer, which to me is something that I thought Skyrim was sorely lacking uh, in a way. Not that it was a bad game by any stretch, but I always, you know, kind of pined for the ability to uh, do some uh, multiplayer Skyrim. And this looks very much like it's going to scratch that itch. Um, brilliant graphics uh i guess they're building on the kind of melee combat that was first seen in dead island um and it probably uses the same engine to be honest but yeah, this is coming little, to steam early access faster than skyrim i would say for some reason yeah, that's I'm looking fair, at video yeah. and it looks faster than the combat looks it, faster than it, skyrim it, it, i think it certainly looks like the same engine as dead island hmm. uh, and that was a very quick and beautiful engine if not particularly well optimized for pc it's it's kind of bizarre that we haven't seen a lot more attempts at kind of making skyrim clones yeah but as we said the other (coughs) week about that other game the the problem with the skyrim clone is because 
there is Skyrim. It's so hard to do, <laughs> and Skyrim is only there. there. Exactly, exactly. But, um, but yeah, I think it's a good game that is more that has more emphasis on the on the co-op side. You know, that's one thing Skyrim is mm. massively missing, exactly, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't think the um, uh, Elder Scrolls on online is the same is the same animal at all. Full disclosure: never played it, never gonna. Uh, but <laughs> informed <laughs> but, opinion, then. <laughs> but informed opinion, based on based on the very informed opinions of people I know who have played it, including some of you. Um, you know, that's an MMO, and I think uh, the problem with MMOs is that as soon as you have to balance everything, and you don't have to do it so much in co-op games, because if you, if there's a pair of you facing up against stuff, it's much easier to give you overpowered stuff and stuff that doesn't have to be. You know, I know we've talked about it a lot, but the MB3 co-op and probably the Dragon Age co-op is very similar in that way in the fact that these the, the, the hero classes that you play are massively overpowered compared with the, the, the entities that you face. But that's kind of the point. And I, and I think a game like Skyrim, you can get away with that if you've got two heroes that are massively overpowered because they can go off and just take on loads of stuff and like hit giants up and stuff and actually have all that fun that you're supposed to have without worrying mm. about whether Archer 4 is... is, is optimally comparable with Sword Slinger 3 over here, you know, and otherwise there'll be loads of crying on the floor and we're much gnashing on teeth. What what I yeah. found surprising about this game was that when they announced uh, it was going early access, I didn't immediately, like, groan. Because, um, I mean, generally, you know, I have no time for early access, but it seems what they're going to give you is a section of the early single-player game and then a uh, a couple of multiplayer modes to to test out, and that seems to be the the emphasis of this game. And uh, f- to be honest, I felt like I'd, I'd actually be up for checking that out uh, in early access and uh. provide feedback and stuff like that. Is it just because it's a genre that I've got more affinity for? That well, yeah, that's certainly no different from any of the other ones, is it? They right. they've pretty much all got multiplayer. In fact, most of them are you know solely based around a multiplayer experience. But yeah, I, I looking at this. This is actually the first time I've watched this video. But um, although it's not maybe not quite as um, you know as as done as the kind of Skyrim experience we've spent ridiculous amounts of hours playing, it's definitely looking like it's shaping up to be like a very kind of um, you know very kind of well thought out world it, it looks it looks you know it looks really real but it looks looks believable but it also like it's um it looks like the kind of place that you want to kind of go and explore and stuff which is exactly what how skyrim kind of appeals to me yeah. um but the the idea of playing the idea of playing a game like this with like you guys for example like i yeah can totally get behind that this is this is exactly the kind of multiplayer kind of experience that i, I would like want to get involved with so yeah it's, i'm not surprised that you you're kind of sw- your opinion is swayed by this one i think it's just because it's something that i would really like to work um more than any other kind of pitch i've heard in a while um <laughs> you know that's yeah, why I, I just, we, we back other early access games yeah i guess maybe i'm just not as fired up about that as this that's maybe what i'm sort yeah. of discovering this one's but... maybe an easier pitch i mean it, it does yeah very basically you could say this looks like skyrim with with multiplayer yeah um uh, and that's you know that's easy to sell to people um saying you want to build an entire universe that's billions of light years wide is is a little harder for most people to to kind of you know imagine or 
or even believe is possible. So that's, yeah, wrap, you know, maybe I just can't wrap my head around those those concepts as well as this, where it's it seems like how can they screw this up, you know? Um, but like what you were saying, though, about explore, exploration, I don't think this game's going to be about that. I think it's going to be about the combat, you know? It's going to yeah. be, here's a dungeon, mm-hmm. this is the way forward now. De- Dead Island was very much about... So you don't think it's going to be a, you see that mountain over there, you can... No, it's not. They've it. already said mm-hmm. it's not. It's a linear game. It's not open world. Uh, so I'm that's... Less, I'm less excited now. Yeah, well, they... It's, you know, they they... The, there's a reason people don't try and make Skyrim because did, that did you is play an Dead insane task. Uh, not enough. All I remember is that the I, I tried to play it with mouse and keys because it was a first-person shooter on the PC and was surprised at how god awful it felt. Um, but I, I will I, try I, it with the controller. It's, it's, it's good fun with the controller. Yeah, and I totally I I, I did. And uh, I was just waiting for a time when I, we could fit it into, you know, the oh, co-op yeah. rotation, yeah. Uh, to be honest. I know you and uh, Radders have played it quite a bit, but yeah. um, I haven't got, I just haven't got to it yet. Um, okay. But I'm okay. keen to play it. <clears throat> but playing that may give you an indication of how the combat works in games by Techland that use that engine. And it's all most, it's, there's a lot of melee combat in uh, Dell Island, so it might let you see how it's going to be. Mm. Or anyone else? Dead Island's available for cheap most places. I get nothing for saying that. PR. <laughs> <sighs> no, I've had it for ages, but um, yeah, just haven't got round to it. Yeah, I mean, definitely keen to give it a go. Okay, this has been the Not Playing Podcast in partnership with NotListening.co.uk. You can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker B O B I R O K A, or on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/RobHoward79. Uh, I'm on Twitter and YouTube at EboGB, E-B-O-W-G-B. Uh, I'm also on Twitter and YouTube, Twitter at, at PatrickJKAY, and on YouTube as The Presence Lounge. I use Twitter and YouTube, but I don't really use it very much. <laughs> 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 I, I have an account on uh, Twitter. If you want to send me abuse, please do. <laughs> I'm on K-O-O-R-A-H uh, and on the Twitter. And uh, on YouTube, I'm just a consumer, so don't come looking for me. I'm not there. (laughs) You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk. And if you're on iTunes, please do give us a review. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya. Bye, bye. Bye. There's a really good segue there about uh, the games for the blind there, but I won't bother with that. (laughs) Not sure it was. Yeah. um, (laughs) It was clever. Appropriate. Not so much. Sorry, just out of character here. Out of character? Out of character. (laughs) um, I can't...
Facebook is down. I thought Facebook was never down. Have you got Facebook you, you, up? You know we can see what you're browsing in your glasses. You know that, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> can you see the bit where it says this webpage is not available? Let me just get my... Uh, to be honest, my connection's really slow. I think it might just be Skype hogging the whole bandwidth. Uh, my Facebook's gone a bit shitty as well. I can't get I everything can't else is good though. Well. BBC's good. Yeah, I can get onto everything else. I can't get onto Facebook. So um, I hope you know what the set list is, Bobby, because I haven't got a fucking clue. I'm, oh. I'm not gonna. Oh, let's close wing it. this page. If you oh, don't, sorry. just don't refresh I, the page, and you have the. I've got it on my. Too late. Do you want the set list, yeah. Adam? I was just no. I'll just follow you guys. I've got it, I can copy it. Okay. Yeah, copy it's like digital jazz, man. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask Adam how much he'd pay for it, but he's not there right now. So okay. let's wait. Come <laughs> on. Oh, I'm fucking putting my fingernails here. Can't wait. <laughs> Fuck, what's he going to say? It could go either way. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um... Do I need a new beer? No. Have you got World of Diving, Pat? No, I, I, I'm going to get it though. Okay. I d- Did you know um, uh, uh, Senzo Piezo or whatever it's called? Yep. Uh, I'm just going to grab a beer just, quickly. They've just brought out the uh, the DK2 build. Oh, I haven't. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I downloaded it. I haven't, I haven't actually played it yet. But um, The, the sightline stuff, Jesus, that went down like a... Amazing, isn't it? was really, really good. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, you can't really talk about it with, without giving it away. Yeah, but it's a, a very it's unique experience, one. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> Hello. Sorry about that. Hello there. Hello, mate. So, we were discussing Red Dead. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> to a, a little extent. Uh, and I mentioned that perhaps the graphics could do with updating as the hair's crap and some things would be best served for. It did a bit ser- ropey when I, I, I sat a look at the. Yeah. The launch video, or um, so we were wondering if they're going to update the engine, etc., etc. And the question came up: How much would you pay for it? Because I wouldn't pay forty quid for it. It's whatever it is, five years old. Jesus, no. Um, if you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that one eight hundred flowers dot com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. 